welcome to Injury Prevention Podcasts. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the BMJ journal Injury Prevention, and each month I chat with a distinguished researcher or practitioner, and together we explore the narrative of their injury prevention careers. Today we have the privilege of chatting with Dr. Shang. He's director of the Centre for Paediatric Trauma Research at the Nationwide Children's Hospital. He's research core director and director of international programs and a principal investigator in the Centre for Injury Research and Policy at the Abigail Wexner Research Institute at Nationwide Children's. Hello, Henry. Hello, Rod. Could you tell me a little bit about where you're currently working? Um, I'm currently a professor of medicine at the Ohio State University. I'm the founding director of Center for Pediatric Trauma Research and the director of research core of the Center for Injury Research and Policy here at the Nationwide Children's Hospital. At the university level, I'm currently the director of a pilot and the collaborative studies program at the Center for Clinical and Transnational Science funded by NIH since 2008. At the national and the international level, I'm the president-elect of CIVR, the Society for Violence and Injury Research. I was elected into this role on April 1st, 2021. I have served on the board of CIVR before, but this new leadership role is a little bit different and more, more challenging. So that's uh, terribly interesting. Henry, um, you've covered a number of different jobs there. How, on a day when you turn up for work, could you walk us through what that might look like? Yeah, it is very interesting. I was trying to maintain a balance of my own research and uh, managing pilot program to help other researchers, particularly junior researchers, but also play some leadership role at the national and international level, such as CIVR, so to help move our field um, ahead. I think of our um, great scientists over there, so we um, have busy life. So I always think about, oh, what my next grant idea will come from, how can I got resources to fund my study? Those kind of things. So I'd like to have like spent 75% of my time on my own research. But in reality, if I can spend like a 50% of my time on my own research and 50% of my time on other sort of like a, a service to the field, mentoring junior faculty member, I would be happy. So. It does sound like you've got the nice balance there. So your own particular research, what's the field of interest? What, what do your research topics look like? Actually, it's very interesting. So I have sort of like have a very interesting career trajectories. You know, I received my medical training back in China in 1980s um, when China just began opening the the doors to the outside world and um, trying to modernize its um, industry and all of those things. So um, 
you can see back then when I received my medical training there, injury was not part of our training at all over there. So our training focused on public health, environmental health, infection disease. Actually, I received two grants from World Health Organization to do studies about schistosomiasis um, prevention and control in rural area of China. But I also have a dream to come to the United States to receive my PhD um, in epidemiology. So I was lucky to get a position at Colorado State University, the injury research center there. I started with the agriculture injury research under the uh, Dr. Noran Stanos, a world-renowned agriculture injury experts um, there. Um, we have collaborated and continue to have very productive um, collaborations in agriculture injury. However, during, the, during my career, I sort of like uh, transitioned from agriculture injury uh, and moved closer to um, outcome research of trauma patients because I'm at the uh, medical center here. So I have an opportunity to, um, to collaborate with physicians, nurses, and clinical scientists. So what I'm excited about my uh, field and my current research is we are trying to use big data and artificial intelligence, those new technologies to look at um, patient outcomes of trauma patients who treated at different uh, trauma centers. As you know, and other people know, because of the field of triage and hospital, between hospital transfer guidelines, it is almost impossible, nor uh, ethical to randomize uh, acute injured patient into different level of trauma centers, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to use existing data and use artificial intelligence or other innovative research methods such as propensity score matching method to draw causal inferences about uh, impact of different level of trauma centers, different uh, type of surgical treatment on the patient outcomes. So that's what I'm very excited because my uh, medical training and my strong background in biostatistics. So I collaborated with a lot of experts in biostatistics and also artificial intelligence to try to draw causal inference. So um, I think this is a very exciting field and also has a big potential in the future. Henry, can we explore that for a couple of minutes? Because I completely agree with you. Your research here is uh, at the cutting edge of a number of fields and you've brought them together. So you're one of the fortunately uh, and rare uh, scientists, and I noticed you call yourself a scientist, who's strong in clinical and strong in biostatistics. You're now taking on this question of what are the relationships between healthcare and patient outcome? but you're using data and AI and, and new methodologies to try and answer that question instead of the old randomized control trial, which as you say, you can't do in the case of allocating trauma care. 
So AI is now just an exploding field, isn't it, across business, industry, and other areas. Do you think we're really doing very much of AI in injury prevention elsewhere, or are you one of the few people who are doing this? I think I think uh, AI, artificial artificial intelligence, and deep learning um, technologies have big potentials, and other uh, scientific field they have been using this for a while and make some um, tractions uh, in their field, uh, such as imaging process, um, um, diagnosis. But however, I think in my personal opinions, I think injury field is still uh, a little bit behind other uh, research groups. For example, artificial intelligence could be very useful in diagnosing or processing traumatic brain injury CT scan, right? Um, um, and other, so, um, another um, good use could be um, using artificial intelligence to process huge, huge data of medical records. Uh, for example, you know, when those injury, injured person receive medical care at our hospital, almost every 30 minutes for the severely injured person, uh, the hospital collect information in terms of their white size and the treatment, imaging and all of those things. And those data are set in the apical uh, medical record system. However, currently researchers only use the simplified version of that, such as um, National Trauma Data Bank uh, in the United States. I think that's a too simple, um, uh, too simple approach. I think uh, you know artificial intelligence could potentially play an important role in exploring those patterns of those care and trajectory of care and how the trajectory of care will influence people's outcomes. Um, a good example would be the traumatic brain injuries. Um, National Institute of Health admitted on their webpage about 37 randomized controlled trial failed because of the heterogeneous of the population and all other issues in terms of recruit enough, enough sample size. We can ask a question, could artificial intelligence help us to identify some uh, patterns and also give some insight about the care trajectory or recovery trajectories? I just think that's a very exciting field. And then we need to take the advantage of the current, um, current emerging technology and the current priority of NIH and other funding agents uh, in other countries, um, they all want to support artificial intelligence and deep learning. So. Yes, as you say, there's now a burgeoning um, data resource that we can draw upon, but our old methodologies don't really allow us to make the most use of it. Are you just starting off in this field or have you recently published uh, papers or put in grant applications on this sort of area? 
you know, uh, draw causal inference use propensity score. We have published a very important paper on the American Journal of Statistical Association. So we build the uh, theory and build the workable algorithm to do um, more than two comparisons, which is very unique because in our situation, we, we need to do multiple uh, comparisons together. But for the artificial intelligence, there are several points I want to make. One thing is this is too complicated for uh, a researcher like myself to take on by my own uh, team or something like that. So we have to reach out to computer scientists or other people, artificial intelligence, to collaborate with them. So I just started with, the, with those people and uh, this is uh, relatively new for myself and for my team. So this is, I started um, this project almost two years ago, but with, I have not published it yet. We have a paper under review, so. Keep an eye out. It certainly sounds like you've moved across your field at the front of the new ideas. Do you have any suggestions or thoughts about where the field might go? Clearly this is one front that it could take into mass data analysis and, and use of healthcare data and using artificial intelligence. As president of, upcoming president of SAVER, um, what, what are your um, ideas or, or hopes for the field in general? Oh, I know there are many great scientists uh, over there and the great injury research out there. There may be different opinions about priorities and what our field needs to go. Thus, I just want to offer my personal opinions here. I also think it's a good idea for us to reach out to other people, seek out other people's opinions so we can work together to make sure that our field is delivered the best possible injury prevention outcome, as you just have said. First of all, I, I think in my personal opinion, global collaboration should be the top priorities. There are many injury research centers and many great uh, researchers, we need to come together to move our field to, um, ahead. One of the priorities for CIVR, um, you know, we are talking about is to promote global collaborations. I think injury prevention, uh, the journal, I'm very glad that you are the editor-in-chief, uh, could play a very important role there because injury prevention is the official journal of CIVR. And also, um, Injury prevention plays a much larger role than that because it's the top journal in our field um, can connecting all of those uh, each and all great injury researchers from around the world. So I think globalization um, is very important, even though SAVER is in um, headquarters in the United States. But however, I think we should reach out to other people and also people from other countries. Um, we are thinking about creating some uh, global committees um, um, inside the saver to promote that. So second priority, I would think um, it would be um, violence and suicide research. I, I think that's an important field, uh, which scientific evidence suggests that contagious transmission of violence and suicide, like infection disease in our society. Recently, I have read uh, um, a lot of literature in that, uh, in that field. 
is fascinating actually. Violence and suicide can, can be contagious like other infection disease. And then we can apply the epidemiology model of the infection disease to the um, violence and the suicide um, field and then re really make uh, significant uh, contributions to that field. Um, this sort of like treat the violence and suicide as a transmissible um, things in our societies, relatively, not relatively new, but however, still um, has tremendous potentials there. Uh, we should move from observation to understanding and to finally to prediction and interventions. Um, like I said, using other new technology, new emerging um, research methods such as artificial, uh, artificial intelligence and deep learning definitely needs a, um, that's a top priorities. Um, and finally, I, I would think the, the last one priority for injury prevention researchers is to, we need to learn from the business leaders. I got my MBA program from business schools. I found out their way of thinking is a little bit different than a peer researchers like us. Um, you know, we need to think about how to get the resource to create a bigger pie for research funding. Not how to compete with each other among ourselves for the smaller pie. I recently re read several literatures about how NIH um, decide their funding priorities. And we also read something about injuries, the top leading cause of death. For example, in terms of potential years of potential knife knots before age 65, injury accounts to up to 37% of the years of potential knife knots before 65, versus cancer costs about 11% to 13%. And how did it cost only like 11%? But however, NIH funding to the injury field is only five to six percent of its total budget. So that's we need to think about what's the reason for them to 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 make that decision. So uh, there are publications and scientific studies found out um, prevalence, mortality. YPLL and the public awareness of those issues are often determining factors that funding agencies use to set up their funding priorities. So because of my training from the business school, I think we need to do a better job to advocate on behalf of ourselves and also the, the field um, and to push the funding agency to fund more research in injury and violence because violence and the injuries have significant impact on people's life. So Henry, the Society for the Advancement of Violence and Injury Research is in good hands, I think, with somebody who's thinking so um, holistically as that. It's always a pleasure listening to you, Henry. I can 
follow your path from a deep thinker in research through to a an overall policy focused um, translation uh, clinician to somebody who understands uh, how to advance the co their colleagues both at the early junior level but also their senior colleagues to to work with us to to solve this clearly still ever-present problem of injury at the global level. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a privilege listening to you. Thank you very much, Rod. Today we've been chatting with Dr. Shum from the Ohio State University. For those wishing to read more about the topics we've discussed today, I would urge you to visit the journal's website at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Remember, you can download Injury Prevention Podcasts from your favourite platform or app on the first Thursday of each month.